Hello there and welcome to Classic Fight Watch Along here on Balls.ie in association with Ladbrokes where every week me, Mick McCarthy and the far more qualified Jason Quigley will look back on a classic fight, watch the fight in full, talk about it as it's happening and we want you to do the same too. They're all freely available on YouTube most of the time um, and this week we're going to start with an absolute classic Jason Nassim Hamed versus Marco Antonio Barrera from almost 20 years ago. We'll get to all that in a few minutes but we haven't talked to you in a while Um Jason, you've been uh, you've been out of the ring. We've had a few kind of missteps along the way. You were hoping to have a fight um, last month, and it didn't happen. But uh, I think we're going to be talking about you uh, in terms of actual your current career and fighting a lot more in the next uh, in the next few weeks. I'd say. Yeah, without a doubt. I've, uh, obviously, with the whole COVID thing going on, it's it's interrupted a lot of a lot of athletes and uh, boxers as well. But. Uh, I've been working with my team. We have plans set in place and uh, there's going to be some exciting news coming very shortly. And it's going to be one busy year. I have a lot of time to catch up on. So it's going to be a very busy year this year and I'm excited and looking forward to it. You have Barrera, who's like had about 50 fights by this stage, despite only being <laughs> 27. Uh, and the biggest test for Nassim Hamad, who'd sauntered his way through a career that he started when he was 17 as well and had an unbelievable record. Now, I'm going to press play in this in a few minutes, and, and we'll talk about um, we'll, we'll talk about the fight itself as we're happening and everything else around it. But you did tell us last year that this was the fight that got that made you want to be a boxer. You were what eight at the time, nine? Yeah. So this is the fight. Like once once we came up with this idea and to do something to watch a fight back, I had to like this is the fight that that I started boxing over. It's the first time that I've ever. Stayed up real late to watch a fight. Like it was three, four in the morning job over in the MGM Grand in Vegas. And I remember just fighting to sleep, trying to stay awake for the fight. And I loved Barrera anyway. He was a, a favorite fighter of mine, even at that young age. But uh, it was such a classic style. It's like you're having the, the cocky, brash, English, British lad, Prince Nassim Hammer coming through just absolutely everything Barrera has done, showing him no respect whatsoever. And then you have Barrera, everyone knowing the warrior that he is yeah. and how cool and calm and collected he is coming through press conferences, training camps, everything like that. He just, he came in with such an unbelievable uh, mindset into that fight and such a quiet personality that nobody expected. And uh, he, he shook the world. Absolutely. Well, let's watch it then, because if uh, if you are able to watch along, do. I'm sure you'll be able to follow along if you can't. But if you just go to YouTube, type in Barrera v. Na- Na- Hamid, even. <laughs> Barrera v. Yeah. Hamid will do it. Marco Antonio Barrera versus Prince Nassim Hamid. There's a 52-minute and 18-second video, just to make sure that you're on the right one that's there. And if you just get past all the ads and everything like that, you're ready to go and press play. I don't think there is any ads at the start, actually. And if you can, if you want to press play, me and Jason are going to press play in three, two, one, play. So we'll see Bob Papa there, which is a, an yeah. incredibly good name. I think this is actually um, a setup that HBO had from the uh, Barrera fight against um, Pacquiao, the first fight against Pacquiao, which just uh, so this was a replay of the fight. So that, that's why we're watching now. Oh, Bob here. But um, again, you mentioned getting up at three o'clock in the morning or whatever it was for this fight. It was what we I think we were watching the American coverage, obviously, with Larry Merchant and George Foreman. We probably yeah, had yeah. Ian Dark and Glenn McCrory. Yeah, if I remember it correctly. Yeah, but yeah. like there was so much hype around Naz. And I remember I was buying into it a little bit, but my dad be like, this Mexican guy is not going to, you know, and it's like the Barrera is class. And that's what you kind of get into real boxing fans. Even, and I'm, even as a nine-year-old, I think you were that you were, you were in Barrera camp rather than in NASCAR. A hundred percent. And that was such a strange thing. Like, um, I remember they kind of did like a 24 seven of it as well in the yeah. fight camps. And Emmanuel Stewart was brought in to Naz's corner for this fight and everything yeah, as well. The first but, thing I saw there was I didn't expect to see Stewart. To, to yeah, there, but uh, it was only like, it was only, he only landed like two weeks before the fight. Yeah. You know, Naz had such this air of confidence. He had, he had left the Engel Stadium and, or the Engel Gym and everything at this time. He, he was really just going out on his own and thinking that uh, he could do anything. But, uh, 
yeah, he came up against the baby-faced assassin. And, there we uh, go. Here, the bells just rang. Hero. The bells just rang. I remember those silver and blue Barrera shorts even so well. I don't know. There was just something <laughs> about this fight that I, I completely get where you're coming from when you talk about it. But uh, look at it there. Packed MGM Grand. It's the 7th of April, 2001. So we're two weeks away from the 20th anniversary of this fight, believe it or not. Yeah. And, and the, the thing the thing about one of the one of the things that stands out in my mind, we didn't get to see it here, but was the ring entrance as well. Yeah. There was such time and effort put into the ring entrance for Naz. He came in like a big circle, uh, a big circle circus thing, yeah. you could nearly say, coming in from the sky. And uh, it was an unbelievable. And I remember uh, somebody threw a pint at him as well. You can see <laughs> in the footage. <laughs> so he didn't have it all his way from uh, from the very beginning to the ring box. I just saw him throw. Uh, he was so cocky. Like, and Barrera hit him there, caught him after one minute of the fight. But just before that, uh, Hamad threw a backhanded jab, which I don't think I've ever seen anybody do before. But again, just like... I wonder when it entered his head, this isn't the guy to be messing with. Or can you just not, like, if that's your style and it's been how you fought all along, one, you'd have a bit of belief in yourself, and two, you probably wouldn't be able to fight any other way. Well, you see, Naz has has had it. He, he's been able to do what he wants all his career and all his fights. Like, he's always had his hands down. The one thing that made Naz was his punch power, and it was the one thing that kind of was his downfall as well because he depended on it so much and Absolutely. he stopped so many fighters with it and he could be trailing, but he just lands that one big shot and he can knock any man out. But he like Barrera's game plan coming into this fight was was just very basic. You know, just single jabs, yeah. uh, nice high defense, nothing crazy, nothing out of the blue, just very disciplined performance. Lovely left from hand him. jab there, yeah. Oh, like, and his, his jab was key all night in this. And it wasn't a really devastating or hurting punch, but it just kept clipping Naz, and nobody hits Naz that often. Mm. So it frustrated him and made him, you know, do yeah. things more than he normally would do. And so, kept uh, him at a distance as well. Like, so when... That was a huge left hand from Hammond there, I wonder, and didn't even phase uh, Barrera. You know, he's just, well, he never gave that impression anyway of being hurt, especially early in the fight. And yeah, that kind of body no, shot uh, there as well. There was, no, there was no stage, I think, throughout the fight that uh, Barrera looked to be in bother or looked to be phased. Like, he really had a stone-cold face throughout the whole fight. And yeah. even throughout the build-up to the fight, like, he was so just... There was no emotions. There was no nothing there. He just, he was there for one thing. And oh. at this time, pe- people I'm thought there was trouble there at the end of the first. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. That jab there. Like, that's three jabs. Who catches Naz with three jabs yeah. in a row like that? It was unbelievable. And I think after that first round, Naz knew, okay, I need Shook. to get my shit together here. Mm. <laughs> and Barrera knew that I definitely can beat this guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the funny thing about this fight was people thought Barrera was on the slide. People thought Barrera was, was coming to the end of his career here. And Naz was, was the big dog. Like, he was, yeah. everyone was chatting about him. He already debuted in America and the States and made big waves, you know. But, uh, yeah, Barrera's uh, stone cold, even in the corner. Like, there's no emotions. There's no nothing. He's just nice and cool. Cam, relax. He knows it's a 12-round fight. Look at this. Absolute beautiful combination. Look there. at that there. Like. In fairness, Hamid standing up to it as well. You know what I mean? Not not, oh, not exactly yeah. a glass jar or anything like that, but uh, they got going for the second. Now, the thing about Barrera being on the slide is interesting, Jay, because he they were both 27. They're the same age, these two guys. Again, yeah. and Naz had been fighting since he was 17, but Barrera had been fighting professionally since he was 15 years old. He'd had well over 50 fights at this stage. And I think three fights before this, he'd lost the first of the trilogy with Eric Morales. Um, and that was kind of his first big test, first loss. And maybe this was the guy to kind of catch a big name, a world champion, but this would really put Hamed on the map more so than maybe the Kevin Kelly fight a couple of years before. This would be the one that would launch him to superstardom. But, they picked the wrong guy to come up against for a, for, for a stepping stone, didn't they? Like, Barrera really, he, re- I think Barrera realised it in his uh, in his career as well, that people maybe did see him on the slide and 
this was his chance now. This was his chance to really reignite himself and get his name back up there to the to the very, very top. And that's that's exactly what he did. Like, you know, he's just you see Nas even coming out in this round, like there's a more there's a more intensity with Nas. Like he's he's, he's trying harder, which Nas yeah. never really normally does. Like he usually just dances around the ring and lets shots go from every angle. But one thing that that he says about uh, Nas was he looks to be taking the shots well. He does take the shots well, but because his his style and his stance, if you hit Nas, doesn't matter how hard the punch is, he usually goes off balance because mm. he's never really planted. So sometimes yeah. the shots can look more hurtful than they really are. It's just right. his balance. He oh, is he is like wrestling takedown from Bruno there. <laughs> look at this. Look like these these parts now of the fight. These are the key parts to the fight. The yeah. fight that when it's not even happening. See when Barrera like nearly oh, like a rhino dumped into the canvas whenever he was on top of him. This here just showed Nas zero respect. This showed Nas that you're not in England here no more. You're yeah. in my backyard now, and I mean business. And he that these are the turning points to this fight. These are the ones that shook Nas up. Like whenever yeah. Barrera got him on the ground there, he just rammed him into the ground two or three times. Mm. And Naz is like, what the hell is going on here? Like nobody yeah. has treated me like this before. And this was the mental side of the game that uh, that started to crack Naz. Yeah, this is a guy who was fighting uh, in Mexico when he was 15 years old. He's not going to take any shit, but... Um, and it's going to be your own, it's, you know, the rules of the fight is, oh, what a shot that was. But again, I think you're right. I think there's that idea that Naz is always look a little bit off balance and they can look a little bit more devastating than they are. Tell me about Naz's style of fighting. Now, as you said, it's a lot more serious in this round than it's less showy, but it is still his style of the left hand, the, the right hand down and the left hand kind of circling. It's like, is it all for show or is... Is that hard, would that be hard to fight against because you that, don't know what's going to come? That's a very it's a very difficult style to fight against. It's it's um, look, it can work in your favor and it can't work in your favor. Um, the, the positives of the style like that is your opponent can't read you that well because your hands are at your waist. Like you can't see where they're coming from. Like when you're locked on eye vision with your opponent and the hands are down here, they're coming. Up out of I, out of out of that there contact, mm. and it's hard to it's hard to see these shots coming. And with Naz's speed and with Naz's power, it was massively uh, very effective for him in his career. But then, as you see now in this fight, the downside is he has no defense. Um, yeah. his reflexes are the same as his shorts. He's like a leopard, like he is, <laughs> like a, he is a, like out of a cat. But here, here's the replay here of the this wrestling. year. Like, look at look yeah. at the respect or the disrespect Barrera. He didn't get seen, but the disrespect that he had. Like, he shoved him even harder into the ground, and he didn't care about anything. Like, he just went in there and was like, "This is my night, and I'm going to take this away." I have to say, in fairness to Hamid, now we're only two rounds and 10 seconds into the fight. But my memory of this was a lot more of a schooling than what we're seeing so far. And I do think he's getting beaten, but he's still on the front foot. He's still landing, especially early in the rounds. I may, I don't know, because every, he, the counter punches are just, are just killing him as well. Though. Yeah, so maybe, like maybe, I'm, like, maybe I'm overestimating a bit of show again, you know? Like Naz, like you, you look at this fight closely and, and you see the actual shots that are landing. Like, look at Naz, he's here, he's nice and long, he's loose. He looks like he's, he's, he's pushing the fight. But anything he's throwing, they're not really landing that yeah. clean. They're not really landing that flush. They're going off the side of the head. They're hitting gloves. The shots, like, look at that. Like, that's the, those are the clean shots. When Barrera throws, he lands. Mm. And he, he knocks he knocks Hamid back. Um, but, like, we can't get away from the fact that Naz is, was pound for pound nearly one of the best in the world at this stage. That's true. Like, yeah, yeah. And Barrera is just very basic, very simple, very much like uh, like the Russians and the amateurs. There's nothing. There's nothing out of the ordinary with the Russians. Everything's very basic and done very perfectly. 
Um, but here you're like you're you're just watching Barrera just be so calm, cool, and relaxed. But you look at the eyes in Barrera, like they don't come off Naz. He's so he's laser focused and he knows he has to be because the shots can come from anywhere. Yeah. I tell you, it'll make you nostalgic for a full MGM Grand on a big fight night, wouldn't it? Maybe, maybe yeah. next year or even later this year, hopefully. But there, does, there was just a big fight feeling to this as well that's really palpable, even just watching it without sound here, you know? Um, you mentioned to us when you talked last year about this fight, about a moment. You mentioned disrespect there. Is that there was a moment that was one of your favourite things ever. You know where that's coming, do you? You'll be able to uh, point it's, it's out. Near, it's near the end. It's near, near the end. end. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, talk about it. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll bring it up whenever it comes. It's my favourite part of the fight. Like <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that has watched it, they, they probably know what I'm on about. Or anybody that has listened to me talking about it. But like, Barrera's sharpness here is just way it's just levels above Naz's as well yeah like this is this is Naz forcing this fight as well and you don't usually see Naz doing this like he's yeah he's, he's actually counter, he, act, usually, he yeah. actually has a boxing stance here Naz do you know what I mean yeah like he doesn't he's usually more square on he's usually throwing shots from his waist and hooks and every angle but it looks like he he's He's, he's trying too hard. Yeah. Here. He's gotten um, Barrera's nose busted, I think, both nostrils, the commentator was just saying. But again, I think you're right. You just it's the end of the third round there, in case anybody's not watching. But the uh, he's going in, as you say, like trying to force the fight, but he's thrown punches from too far back that he doesn't have the reach for, and he's just setting himself up for a counter every single time. It's um it's interesting to see the 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 three judges on HBO have um, Barrera only one ahead after these three rounds, which I think is probably slightly generous. But um, again, it just kind of shows the show how it isn't completely out of the fight. Can I ask you about the atmosphere in the ring, actually? Right. So it's just again, just putting yourself in there. When you watch a fight like this, you take in the whole thing. You see the the shouts from the corner, the press side photographers, the crowd going mental, and then you have the referee and the commentators and the noise. When you're actually in the ring. And there's an atmosphere around there. What are you aware of? Would a would a big cheer from the crowd get you going? Is this, or is everything just a fighter in front of you? Yeah, so it's um, it's it's unbelievable, like the what the crowd can do, and, and you see this like throughout sports, like like Olympic games. You see home athletes in Olympic games winning medals that they would never have probably won on on different soils, but in in boxing, like see when you when you hurt an opponent and you're uh, and the crowd sees it and revs yeah. you on. Yeah. Like that. There's an energy there, percent. an actual energy that comes through the building. Exactly. Isn't there? Yeah. And it can also go the other way. So say if you're hurt and the crowd sees your hurt, but the crowd oh. gets behind you, that's the things that can get you up. Look at these shots. Like look at hurt like, them there. These yeah. are hurtful shots. These you know, Hamid is hurt when he sticks the smiley head out. So I think that's exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. But do you know the most annoying thing for Hamid here is he's getting hit. It's yeah. not it's not that he's getting hurt. What, what's wrong with Naz is he's getting hit. Not many people can land these type of shots on Naz and not only land them, but land them effectively and hurt him. Yeah. You know, and this is like he's trying to go back here now more look. To his uh, his older kind of a style of just being very Oops. I don't yeah. I don't care like I don't yeah. care and then throwing shots, but Barrera's not falling into anything here. You know what I mean? He's not falling into any traps that Naz is trying to set. He's just Barrera's laser focus in this fight is just it's it's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. He gets his digs in and then he's happy for Naz to chase him for a minute and then he'll get in again. Like yeah, so like. We talked about the, the attacking style of Barrera, of uh, Hamed. I don't want to talk too much about it. You know, only one fighter here, but it's just so unique, I suppose. Like the way you know his attacking style and what that does, and how that might put off an opponent from a defensive style. Was it all cockiness, or is it that he trusted his movement that he didn't need? That you see, Barrera, his hands are up the entire yeah. fight. Naz has him down. It's such an amazing contrast. But he trusts his movement that he can move out of the way and then catch you as you're in. It's with his, his hands reflexes. ready to go, ready to punch. It's Naz's reflexes that give him the confidence to let his hands down. Like Naz, his reflexes and his agility, you know, his flexibility, 
Like there's positions that Naz can get into don't even look human sometimes. Yeah. And when he throws punches, it looks like how is it possible to throw a shot from there and land it? Yeah. Um, that's what gives Naz his confidence is his uh, his reflexes. It's able to get him in and out of trouble. It's able to uh, it's able to just give him that confidence to leave his hands down at yeah. his side, you know. But uh, in this fight, it just Barrera was the sharper, faster opponent. Yeah, and, and I suppose. It, go on, so, sorry, I was just going to say the, the follow up question to that as we kind of at the end of the fourth round. <laughs> he just stands there, staying, trying to give a dead stare to Barrera, who does not give a shit, and walks off to his corner. <laughs> and that's that's a thing that's a thing that Naz usually does yeah. with, with a smile on his face yeah whereas you see it in this fight he's doing it but I think to himself he's like what is going on here like what yeah. what am I up against or what have I got myself into against this lad like so the question I was going to ask based on what you were saying there with, with Hamid's style is the um, if you're there are probably not many would have his reflexes in, in world boxing, you know, um, and he was, as you said, among the top, you know, pound for pound. He was definitely there, top 10 or whatever. But is it, like, there's a reason that a, a stance or, or whatever, a boxing style is seen as orthodox because it's tried and tested. Do you think that there's a limit to no matter how good you are, no matter how flexible you are, no matter how good your reflexes are, there's a limit at when you get to the height of the height if you're going to fight in a completely different way than all the great boxers in history? Or this, is that just he was a limit? Because there's two, this, there's two different things really, you know. This is the proof that it is a, there, there is a certain time that you can't do that. Like, you know, this is the proof here that you're not going to get away with it all the time. I think it, it's great to have a few different styles in your armor that you can, sure, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? That you can you can adapt to situations. But in boxing, like one shot can change everything. So having a good defense is key, and uh, you know your reflexes aren't always going to be on point either. No, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned a few minutes ago about the uh, the roar of the crowd and how it, in all sports, Olympics, everything, it helps the home athlete. But I have to say, watching from somebody who's never been in the ring, that all sounds well and good, but not everybody is in a sport where somebody's trying to punch them in the face. You know, so exactly. you still can take in that energy actually is. It's an interesting viewpoint from you because I don't think all of us would realize that, you know, there's a lot more concentration when somebody's trying to knock you out than there is running around the track or whatever else that we do play football. Yeah, like um, I think every boxer is is a little bit mad, you know what I mean, <laughs> to, to do this sport. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, boxers are like gladiators. We love to hear the roar of the, the crowd. And a lot of fighters doesn't matter if it's a positive roar or a negative roar. It can rile fighters up one way or another. Like if somebody is roaring against you and booing you, like that can rise fighters to to another level. You know, and can be like, right, I'm going to prove all you is wrong, and I'm going to put on a statement here tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it depends on the on the the fighter themselves. But here, like. Naz is like Vegas is an unbelievable Mexican mm. fan base in Vegas, and that's why Canelo has been there for years. Barrera has been there for years. Like the this this was literally in Barrera's backyard, like you know. And Naz is new that he's used to fighting in the UK and in Sheffield with all the with mm. all the UK fans behind him. But here he's getting caught. The fans are roaring. Um, he's just way out of his comfort zone here, and it's it's leading to a lot oh. of frustration for Naz. Like that was the first sign of anything, at, any he, kind of emotion from Barrera. There, he called him on the two gloves. This is uh, this is pure confidence. That's from, what I was going to uh, say. He knows he has him, does he? Yeah, this is pure confidence now from Barrera. Like he's he's getting inside Naz's head, and he's doing it while he's hitting him. Like you know what I mean? Like he's catching him and then telling him to come on, and. Like Naz just doesn't have the answers. No, you know he definitely doesn't have the answers for Barrera, and he's hit Barrera some clean shots. Hasn't affected him. Hasn't hurt him. 
And uh, he's just, he's like, what am I got to do here? Like, yeah. like, try and drive the boot in over something like, like, how do I get this lad out of there? And it's interesting because I agree with what you're saying about the story of the fight, but the, we see there the, the HBO um, uh, scorecards have Hammond winning that round on all three, and they have him one behind on all three in the scorecard after five rounds. And again, maybe maybe that's, Maybe that's fair, but at the same time, it's like there's a wider picture, and I wonder are we watching it with the bias of of knowing, you know, the, the outcome and, and and whatever. But it just does feel like that there's a a tapping away at the confidence that's as much as as much winning the fight in the long run as the individual rounds at this point. Yeah, and and that's that's what I say. There's a lot of there's a lot of key factors in the fight, and like Barrera on the scorecards might not have won that round, but when Naz hit him and Barrera just waved him in, not hurt, not dazed, not staggered, anything like that, that was another mental point and another changing point in the fight uh, on both in both boxers' minds. And these all take effect throughout the fight and put Naz like like look at Naz, like he's he's in such a I've never seen him actually box in such a boxing stance before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? no other option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's still going after him, and Barrera just still looks comfortable as we're kind of mid round. The, the the middle rounds are often kind of oh, that's a big right hand from from um, Barrera there. Barrera, but, like that's uh, a cracking right hand. Like like Naz Naz threw a right hand about twenty seconds before that, and just slid off Barrera's face. Like didn't catch him clean. Barrera is the one that's landing the clean shots here. Like, yeah. And like Naz is, is really reaching now. He's really pushing it. He's really he's trying too hard now. And you can see him there even he's cocking his right hand now. You can see him, he's like shaking the right hand, ready to let it go. And this yeah. this this just isn't Naz. Like he's not fluent, he's not as elusive as he usually is. And that's because of Barrera's, you know, such calm demeanor in there and such accuracy that's really making Naz think. How is this man catching me so much? Like he's just he's yeah. really getting under his skin here. Another huge shot there left from from Barrera Cotta. Yeah. You can just hear I've got a, the commentary very, very low in my head, but you can hear that. I can't hear the commentary, but every now and then you can just hear this eruption from yeah. uh the crowd, which kind of feeds into what you were talking about a minute ago, um, of the atmosphere and the energy in there. Set the scene though for us, Jason, right? So you're nine years old at home. These were great nights at like all the way through the nineties. Um, you know, the, the Tyson Hollyfield fights for me and the you know the Steve Collins Eubank, all that kind of stuff, even the early Naz fights were all huge. And then kind of your few years younger than me, so these were your kind of fights like this, but this was a great era of staying up all bloody night watching oh, <laughs> watching maybe. fights in Las Vegas. And there were so many of them back then. There were so many like superstars of the game, but set the scene for me. What are you do? You're sitting up, you're begging. Your parents to let you stay up. Oh yeah, like uh, my father, like he's obviously a big uh, boxing fan as well. So he he was staying up, and I remember like uh, I was like, if I fall asleep, make sure and wake me. You know, make sure and wake me. Don't let me sleep through the fight. Like I don't want to wake up in that morning time and miss the fight. So like I'm just at home. I remember it was the first time I've ever like had goosebumps as well. Like watching this fight, I was such. I was a real fan, like, of Barrera, like, one of those kids that look up to, like, a Ronaldo or a Messi. Like, that's what Barrera was to me. Yeah. And I was just watching it and thinking, this is unbelievable. Like, you know, like, here, look, you even see, uh, now if people's watching this fight on YouTube, like, you see the likes of Lennox Lewis at this fight, like, the massive, massive names that was at this fight. And yeah. there was loads of actors and everything. And, even me just sitting at home watching this and seeing all that, I was like, oh, yeah. he's not there at that fight and there at this fight. It was uh, it was just such an event. But what makes it so special is it's such an event and Barrera was such an underdog. People thought like that this, that's what made it so big was the outcome of the fight and how the fight went. Because everyone yeah. was like, oh, this is a massive fight. Naz is going to go in and destroy Barrera. But it was completely the other way around. Like it's interesting you say that actually, because it, in a weird way, I compare it to when Ricky Hatton went over to fight Mayweather and Pacquiao, and like 
it wasn't as if Hatton wasn't a great fighter and had some great wins, but you realise on those two nights that even at his best, he was just that level below two of the best of all time, let's face it. like So it's no mark on Hatton. But I think most of us knew that was going to be the case, but there was a hope and there was an English media hype and there was so on and so forth. As one, of, one, of, one of the things rash. that I remember... One of the things oh. that I remember about uh, the Hatton Mayweather was <laughs> Hatton always had a big fry the morning of the fight, like after the way and everything else, he'd yeah. always a big fry. So we had porridge the morning of the Mayweather fight and got beat and everybody was coming out saying, oh, he should have had the fry. <laughs> it's, uh, it's mad the way people can change their decisions on uh, <laughs> how <laughs> on how the fight turns out. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with Mayweather being the pound for pound best in the world. No, 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 no. I suppose my point was though, like that as well, that happened, um, there was a belief there that was based on hope, I think, more than anything. Whereas with Hamed, you're saying, and it's funny because I, I, I thought it was along the same lines, but you're saying that there was an actual, there was a boxing consensus that he was going to go over there and do it. 100%. Yeah. Like this was, this was set up for Hamed to become the next big thing in America as well. But like as we can see here now, we're 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 into the seventh round. Yeah. And you know, Barrera is still as sharp as ever. And Barrera's starting now to be that little bit more aggressive as well. A lot you know, harder shots, to, you can tell. Yeah, even just starting to let stance, the shots yeah. go a wee bit harder because he's slowed Nas down now. You know, Nas isn't as elusive, isn't as effective as he was early on. And Barrera's starting to starting to punish him now for that. And yeah. like See Nas here thrown like he's after since he was hit there a, a minute ago. He's thrown about ten jabs straight on, and he's keeping Brer away. He needed to do more of that, didn't he? He didn't. But but you look at his jabs that he's throwing like they're, they're not, not they're not on them. Do yeah, know, no, that, like, yeah, they're just like Barrera is Mexican. Like he is as hard <laughs> as they come. You need to be hitting him with six inch blocks to yeah, make him just think slaps. about. Yeah, like they're just flicking them out there. They're flicking the shots out there. They're they're tickling his face more than they would be hurting him. Like you know what I mean? But seem to get him going though when he just lands a few, even if he's not hurting them. You know, it's his confidence as well. But oh yeah, like because he knows if he la- here he is. Look at him. He's trying to get back to back to himself. He's bouncing up and down on his feet now, yeah. and he's turning more square on and and letting real wild shots go. But oh, another lovely left from Brer. Nothing is um, lovely. Like them jabs, there are just feather. No, they're they're they're. But Barrera's jabs. Oh, Barrera, like, sorry. Yeah, yeah Barrera's yeah, yeah. jabs are just perfect. Like, look, look at those. Like, dude, that there is unbelievable. Like that is just that is top drawer boxing there. Like those jabs are they're they're perfect. Like right on the chin, moving as well. Out of the backhand. That's one thing that Barrera did very well there. He was jabbing over Hamed's jab. So he was leaving Hamed exposed. So yeah. Barrera was throwing the jabs here and moving around that way. So Hamed was kind of chasing him and not being able to, and he couldn't let his backhand go because Barrera was over here. Mm. And that was his danger one. That was the one that he knocks everyone out with. And he couldn't get it landed because of his because of his moving, because of the way that he was throwing his jab, looping it in over Hamid's jab is just like absolutely yeah. pinpoint. How much perfect. of that is organized tactics and how much of it is ring instincts of somebody who's been fighting every two weeks since he was fifteen and knows exactly knows <laughs> yeah, every inch of, of the A ring. lot of it a lot of it uh, is, is is instinct, but um the majority probably 70 80 percent of that is just hard work and yeah uh, working on a game plan like when he's when he's moving to his left there the whole fight and throwing that jab that is a game plan that they have been working on throughout the whole camp this is something that they says this is what's going to beat Hamid and um they're spot on like this is this is this is a a boxer now but People say that boxing is a, is an individual sport. This goes to show that boxing is such a team sport. Like this is Barrera's whole team watching videos for weeks and months leading up mm-hmm. to this fight, coming up with game plans, looking at it, tweaking things, changing things, getting in and sparring and doing these things in a spar. 
Yeah. And uh, like everything is just falling straight into place now. Like every single time there you see it again is Barrera's jab over the top of Hamed's jab and just leaving Hamed exposed in and not able to throw anything back. Yeah. Now it's a really good insight you give actually because I'm seeing it now since you say it that when Hamed has the center of the ring as he does now, Brera's always moving to his left, throwing the left, yeah, moving yeah. left, throwing left, moving left. And, and then see, so much so that Hamed gives up the center a good bit, you know, and, and exactly. we'll just let him. But you see here as well, um, another key part of this fight that people mightn't see as much is the actual body shots that Barrera is throwing. Like when Hamed comes in, like Hamed comes in and throws shots and leaves himself wide open. But Barrera stays in the pocket. Look at that. What a right hand. Like just timing. Yeah. He's just timing Hamid to perfection. Everything that Hamid throws, Barrera's coming back with something better. But going yeah. back to the body shots, um, whenever Hamid was throwing shots, he was leaving himself very wild and exposed. So Barrera stayed in the pocket and just let two or three body shots rip. And those are the things then that later on in the fight now, we're flying through this fight. Like, it's the eighth round. Southpaw here as well. Uh, just things up. Yeah, nearly at the end of the eighth. And, yeah, I think Barrera's clearly on top. But he's doing a bit of chasing now, which he wasn't doing earlier in the fight yeah. as well. These are the scoring rounds, I suppose. Like, the, there, hasn't been, there hasn't been much clinching in this fight for now. No, very little. A, for being such a reckless fighter, like, he usually getting himself in to positions where he needs to hold on or the other opponents holding them on to keep him in the one place. Whereas Barrera's uh, it's a very it's a very clean fight so far until a certain point in the <laughs> a certain point in the fight later on. Yeah, there's the end of the eight. So that's another another clatter yeah. uh there just beforehand from from uh Barrera to just kind of like just stop dead on Naz's jaw, which is not exactly what you want as a fighter just before the bell. But uh they have, um, just looking at the scorecards there, they all have Barrera up one by four and two by two. So we're kind yeah. of starting to see it as a as the fight that we, we've been calling it as now on the scorecards. Four rounds left to go. These are these are tough rounds. If you've been getting a little bit of a schooling, it's going to start really, really getting into your legs now, isn't it? And into your arms trying to throw punches. That's what I'm saying about those body shots that uh, those yeah. body shots that Barrera has been throwing. Like this is the stage now where it starts to wear Hamid down. Here's a few highlights. Look at this right hand. Like that is just unbelievable. That's that that's pure that's pure confidence and uh, anticipation as well from Barrera and himself to be able to just stay there and wait the Hamid to make the mistake, slip and bang. You know these yeah. are this is it's a it's probably one of the best performances I've seen from a boxer. Like probably being a bit biased too because I love Pereira. <laughs> but the well, there's a reason. There's a reason you're biased for Pereira. He's a, you've uh, you've no kin to him, as they say. You're uh, you're a fan <laughs> of him for a reason. Just in case yeah. anybody has lost the the play or anything like that, we're just at the start of the ninth round here. We're 34, 35, 36, 37 into the uh, into the YouTube video as we kind of have the last uh, the championship rounds here, the last four rounds of the fight. Um, it's been brilliant so far. It's been really enjoyable. Just before we get into, there's going to be a lot of the actual fight to talk about, but I do want to talk, you mentioned Barrera, you mentioned how big a fight this was and for Hamed and how this was set up for him to win. It's int- I didn't realise that, I think, and I know that Barrera's coming off the loss to Morales. This is such a massive fight in his legacy in, because this kicked him on to beating Morales in the next two fights to, obviously he didn't, he lost to Pacquiao in between them, but the reason Marco Antonio Barrera is such a worldwide legend is because possibly uh, well, his longevity, the amount of big fights he has, and the Morales trilogy in particular. Who's to say if he loses to Hamed here, he loses two out of four fights that we ever go on to that? Yeah. So, like, Barrera and the Morales fights will always go down in history and will always be remembered um, for boxing fans and for mainly America, Mexican, all that type of, of era, uh, those type of people as well. But when he beat Naz, Naz was such an icon inside and outside of boxing yeah. that that, even, that made Barrera's name even bigger in the UK and to non-boxing fans. So this here fight was just 
this was this was a turning point in Barrera's career big time and both of their careers really because Naz never really came back after this like yeah, I think he might have won fight he had won fight almost exactly a year later he won it and you have to wonder I mean he was 27 he was 28 when he fought again do you think like who knows he'd made some money he'd been world champion he'd had a great career but he never came back in the face of adversity and it was always a surprise and because he was so young you were waiting three four years to see what had happened and it never did do you think his battle yeah. went that was often the thing that was ac- accused of him at least yeah well um like it's hard to say um no one obviously training with the angles before and and uh, the structure that he had around him then like you know naz naz grew oh. grew up upstairs above or oh, like look at this look this is i think this like like look at that there like this is just nobody hits nas like this nobody catches and hits nas this much yeah like if anyone that, didn't like, see that there Barrera landed with about four shots on the chin Naz stands at him looks and starts roaring at him like a lion yeah. about four times and then, and then just taps his, his, chin. Taps his yeah. chin at the end of it like as if to say but like totally you can't hurt me but that's all very well mate but you're the one to get exactly hit, you know? yeah exactly but just just go back to the the story of Naz like like yeah. he grew up above uh, just a normal little convenience shop in Sheffield, like upstairs in a flat with his family, brothers and sisters, everything like that. And you know, Brendan Engel was the man that took that took Naz in and that that really fathered and looked after Naz and yeah. brought him down the right path. And I think when 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 Naz parted ways with Engels. Um, I think it really showed that he had no, he had no backbone no more. He had no structure no more. He had nothing to come back to. He had nobody to console him after this defeat and put him right back on the track again. I think that's where he fell off, and that's why he never really came back after this fight. Yeah, like what they say with Mike Tyson and um... Customato. Yeah, Customato. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So you can see that the last four rounds all to Barrera. Which again I think, sort of um, tells I, the story we've been talking about. Yeah, I think it's uh, in this round or the next round now could have been a, a massive turning point in this fight. Okay. Um, you know, Barrera gets a little bit uh, gets a little bit dirty and a little bit naughty oh my here God. now. What a combination that was from Barrera! Unbelievable, like just beautiful, like just the speed of going from one to two. It's just, it's all, it's, look, it's what people like us who just watch boxing and never in the ring are always in awe of. It is the beautiful thing to see, you know, that, that combination and scale. Not the easiest thing to, to manage in a fight, I would imagine. And every time you do, it feels like a game changer, you know? But like, it's just, it's, and what makes it even more special is for a man that never barely gets hit in the ass, like Barrera's landing on him at will. Like yeah. anytime Barrera throws, he's landing. Yeah. Tell me about the body punches before we and and feel free to interrupt when it all gets dirty, as you know. Yeah, it's coming. yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned uh, Hatton earlier, you know, and that was a, oh, that was a nice shot by Naz there. Actually, we might come back to this. This looks like it's getting a bit juicy here. It's getting heated up now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now there, there's Pereira coming back again. Like, yeah. like Naz has never got, like Naz has never been in control of this fight at oh, all. Like, another he, lovely shot to the ribs that just like just. Casual, barely exactly. mentioned, but just dig all the way through the fight. And that's what I was saying. The the body fight, the, the body punch I remember most is that one in Hatton. Was it? Geez, was that Mayweather or Pacquiao? One of them knocked about with that body punch, put him down on his knees. Or, uh, put who down? Oh, sorry, was it Hatton putting Costa Zoo down? Wasn't it? That's what uh, I'm thinking of. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting all yeah. kinds of confused. It was a Ricky Hatton yeah. body punch. I, uh, but I just remember it's like so. You you rarely see a knockout from a body punch. I'm saying, but the. They are. You'll always know that the co-com who's a who's a who's a boxer is always saying, "Oh, that body shot. That's the one." You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like yeah, whereas yeah. the rest of us are looking for the shot that in the chin or exactly. Or it's so it's, on it's so those forth. body shots that take the you ones out of your seals. Yeah, you can't recover from them. And like I think uh, I think Delahoya was never stopped until Bernard Hopkins, and that was with the body shot, like. Mm. <laughs> You know, like yeah. these are the types of things that it's the body shots that 
that really slow a fighter down. That that take. It's like if you ever play Fight Night or anything like that. There, uh, PlayStation game. If you're hitting away at the body, it takes more out of the energy of the fighter than the actual headshots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. So look, like this, like look at Nazi is a smirk on his face going back into the corner here now. Yeah, but that's not a smirk as in to be like, uh, I have this. This is a nah. smirk like. I'm in bother here. Like, what do I yeah. do? You know, he's never been in this position before. But one it's thing a, it's a, I'm not bothered sort of look, isn't it? Like exactly. he knows that he's in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Do you think? Um, it's funny. You were saying that he actually landed a really good shot there, and you were like, he's never had Brer flustered. That's the that's actually the key for Brer is that he was hit a few times, but Hamad never had that chance to come bearing down. He never had him in trouble where he could go and maybe pick a punch and maybe use that. You know, we always Barrera talk about a puncher's, punch, uh, puncher's chance, but yeah. he never had the chance to hit him. Barrera has always been very compact. Like, even if Naz hit him, he's been very compact with a nice, tight, tight and high defence, and he's never been able to get back in there and to land consecutive shots. He might get one or two in. Like, here's Barrera really coming for it now. Yeah, I think I remember the the commentators in this fight were translating the corner that Barrera's Barrera's team actually thought that it was a lot closer than what it was. Right. Okay. I was going to say because Hamad's the one who needs a knockdown, but I said our knockout. But I suppose you can never one. They probably thought it was closer, and two, you can never trust. Uh, you can never trust the superstar they're trying to make. Exactly. No, you never trust the judges in that. uh, That's what the fear was in Barrera's corner more than anything. And this is a this is a vital round. Yeah, Larry Merchant just saying. Our Emmanuel Stewart there actually is is doing an interview live during the the fight here, saying that the Hamad needs a knockout, which is really interesting. I don't think I've ever heard a corner man talking in the middle of a round. Yeah, they've actually they've actually started only doing that recently again. I see now. Like, there was a lovely body shot, a big hook, lead left hook into the body from uh, Barrera. Like, in these rounds as well, that is just, that's zapping, that's zapping energy clean out of Nazareth. And there's yeah. a jab. Like, he's just so much sharper, so much more punch uh, selection coming from Barrera as well. Like, that's a simple jab. Look, like, he, he's teeing off on Naz a little bit here now. So he is, like, he's catching him too is, yeah. easy and too yeah. clean. But if Hamed's been chasing the whole fight and he's been running around, like his legs must be gone now. I don't think you can. I, I mean, I don't think I'll ever understand that. You will, but like, I mean, you must. At a, after eleven rounds of boxing, it doesn't uh, matter. You must it doesn't matter dead. how fit you are or what yeah. kind of training you do. If you're getting hit with body shots, if you have an opponent on you, tramping you down, just grinding it out of you, like. There's, there's no worse place to be than, yeah. than in a boxing ring. Like. I don't want to be, I'll probably make a habit of this, to be honest. I don't want to, to come a soft in a way, but like when we're doing these fights, but you know, the respect you have for, I always feel like Barrera's only un- underscored exactly what you've been saying about this fight. Oh. We talked about it before, and he's so, so good. And it's an even better performance that I remembered. But I have to say, despite being, I think, schooled here and maybe come up to the, oh. the, the hype was too much. And he was never that good. I'm actually impressed that Hamed is still rocking the shapes. He's standing he, up to it. He's he's a lot tougher than he's given credit for in the history books of the fight. Because he lost it, this and never came back. There's a sense that he doubt, wasn't Naz tough, but is, he was. Naz is hard. Like, you know what I mean? He's tough. And like he's taken some big shots there from Barrera, body and head. And like he's he he's still there, like, and he's still trying. He's still going for it, but there's there's nobody gonna there's nobody gonna doubt his uh, doubt his heart, like you know what I mean. And he yeah. still has that cockiness of staring at him, like getting absolutely hammered throughout the fight. He's, like, <laughs> he's still staring at him after the rounds, like. Yeah. Well, I think everybody gave that to Barrera as well. So we've got three. We've got him up. We've got Barrera up three with a round to go, and up. Five and another scorecard up three and two, uh, yeah. in case you're not watching. So we've got one round left to go. Um, you're thinking Barrera has this fight won because you can't see him being knocked out, but I suppose you just never know if you're watching this live. Um, what way, what way judges are looking at things? 
but Hamed just looks exhausted. Like, I mean, yeah, like, looking, he does, just looking around both When he corners, knows the camera's like, on him, he's a different man yeah. than when he's there in the corner. He looked absolutely beat, didn't he? Like, look at Pereira's eyes. Like, eyes are still focused, still lasered, listening, being very attentive in the corner, whereas Naz, head's kind of down. You know what I mean? Look, there's, there's worry there in Naz's face, like, coming into this round. This is a massive round now. Uh, this is where my favourite part is, the house of this. But this is a this is a massive this is a massive round now because Barrera's corner think it's pretty close. Naz and them know that like he's caught him clean there again, yeah. like backhand. Sure, there we go again. Look, Another like, one. Every time double, he does in double backhand jabs, like nobody has ever caught, and I've said this numerous times. Yeah. Like, nobody oh has God. ever caught him like this. Cl- look at this, unbelievable. Oh, and look at him, look, like look at Pereira, look at him hitting him still. Not like, expected the break, yeah. This is why I love Pereira. Shot, so. Like, look at that. Like, this is why I love Pereira. He's just he's so ruthless when he's in there as well. Like he is so ruthless and he doesn't care about anything or anybody. Like he's in there to win this fight and won it no matter what. And uh like this is this is just an unbelievable round already. There's only a minute, a minute gone in this round. Yeah, Pereira's all over him. Like Naz is very disorientated in this round. He's all over the place. He wouldn't have lasted fifteen, I don't think, would he? Not that anybody would these days. But you know, like you know, he didn't have much left, really. I don't think Hammond. And I think this might be where our memory of the uh, of the the devastation of this fight comes from. Is this final round? Because so far, if anybody's not watching, it is one worth checking out. Because Barrera is absolutely he's hitting him at will, and he's he's coming in and out with clean, clean shots to the face. Barrera's really turned up the tempo and turned up the pace in this round as well. Like his. His volume of shots are a lot more. His intensity oh. is a lot more. Here you go, Jake. There we go. Look at this. Like, right. So the special thing about this here is, right, see when Barrera did this. Do you yeah. know what Barrera says to him? And he said it to him in English. He, he rammed him into the corner and says, who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is unbelievable. But look, Barrera gets a point taken off him here for that. Which yeah. could have been very silly. Been important, look yeah. look, looking, looking to shake hands after it. Yeah. Barrera, like Barrera, should be the one shaking hands and saying sorry because he's the one that fouled. Play- look, yes. Yeah. So in case uh, anyone didn't see what happened there, was uh, Hammer came in with a wild punch, went off balance, and Barrera jumped in behind them almost with a sort of a headlock and pushed them up against the corner, like, like a wrestling, like yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 on the back of his head. And was around him, and as you said, maybe said, "What did he say? Who's your daddy?" He, he ran them into the corner and says, "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> like, so Naz comes out with a big smile on his face and a fist out to shake hands. Brera ignores him and gives him a one-two. <laughs> and the reason, the reason that I know this is because uh, my my good friend and golden boy Robert Diaz was uh, Brera's manager at this time, and it's over. Um, and he told me everything about it. Like he told me yeah. what it was all about. Uh, he asked. He asked his team. He says, "How do you say? How do you say in in, in Spanish? Mm. Who's your daddy?" Like he, he wanted to translate it into. Uh, he wanted to translate it into English to Amazing. be able to say it to Mohammed and like they know they won the fight. Yeah. Uh, so it's just over here. Barrera is up on the shoulders. He he. As you said, this is such a again. Our lens for this at the time, 20 years ago, was through the British press. So while they might have been talking about Barrera and stuff of like this, again, I think Robert now Diaz there. how big a fight this is. That's Robert Diaz giving Barrera uh, a hug there. Yeah, yeah. So Hamad's up on the shoulders, but you see the immediate reaction. The ref almost taking him as if he'd been beaten. His wife cheering him on, but looking really upset. This was a, it was yeah. a clear win, but as Emmanuel Stewart talks to... Barrera there. There's just so many faces in this crowd. You mentioned Lewis, you mentioned, <laughs> uh, obviously Stewart in the ring. It's uh, it's unbelievable to look back at 20 years later. There's the there's the scorecard now, Howard Letterman's scorecard. He has a 115-112 Barrera. And the last round was a draw because Barrera won the round but got a point taken off him 
for yeah. uh, ramming Hamid into the corner. Yeah, it was it was a borderline ten eight round that wasn't it? I mean, like, oh, that's yeah. what I said. If, if if you haven't been watching this with us and you just want it, like the, the whole fight does tell a great story. We'd encourage you to watch it, but even just to watch that twelfth round to see what we've been talking about would be totally worth your while. As we go to the decision. It's, um, go. it's our boy Michael Buffer. He's still going strong, hasn't aged today. Ah, he's unbelievable. Years, he? <laughs> he's like a, he's like something out of Madame to see. It's like he's never, he's, <laughs> he hasn't changed. <laughs> he was going twenty years at this point, and it's uh, and so there's Barrera announces the winner. Um, that's how much. So, so it, it, look, I mean, not to bring it like to yourself, Ratton, but like you experience a defeat for the first time once, you know, and you know. No, I don't know. It's always going to be a surprise. That was going to be a bit of a look at the Mexicans. Look, yeah. look at the Mexicans going mental. Like they They're big hats, knew, the big sombreros. They, they knew what that meant. But um, sorry for interrupting, but like Not one of the things, one of the things there is like um, how humble Naz was in defeat. You know, yeah, uh, was, like people, yeah. I think, were very surprised by that, and. Um, Naz was very humble in defeat, and it was a it was a good it was a good thing to see after it because mm. he just knew he was he was in with a much better better opponent and just uh, got his ass kicked really. Yeah, like. you find that's often the case with some of the more bombastic sports people, isn't it? You know, it's like once you you know it's it's that moment is the moment of humility. They might by the time they're in the press conference, they might be back talking shit again, but there is that. Mano a mano sort of moment where this guy beats you, and it's like there, there's a natural sort of humility to go and say, "Well done, you're the man," isn't it? Yeah, well, like yeah. there's nowhere, there's nowhere in the world where you'll gain respect for somebody more than in a boxing ring. Like you see fighters that absolutely hate each other in the lead up to a fight, and after mm. it, they become lifelong friends. You see the likes of Arturo Gatti and Mickey Ward, like yeah. they were in hospital beds beside each other. The day after the fight, you know, like there's, I remember my fight against Glenn Tapia, like um, that was my first real kind of difficult, hard fight, 10 rounds. Obviously, I broke my hand and everything in that fight, but we, we were put, we were uh, after that there, we, we had to get checked out by the doctor and everything. At Tapia, I heard, had to go into hospital and... I was sitting then after after my fight the next day and we were just chilling and I was sore, I was stiff, I had a black eye. I was like April and my friends and nobody knew how I felt. Like they had the clue. Yeah. So I messaged Tapia and I says, Hey, how are you feeling today? Great fight last night. I hope you're feeling good. Hope everything goes well in the hospital. But fuck me, I'm sore today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because Nobody understands. Like you've went through that with somebody. It's an experience. So even though you're against each other in opposition exactly. and literally poking the head off each other, you were you were the only two who were there who did it. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, Rocky and uh, Apollo Creed, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's no. Uh, there's nowhere else in the world you'll you'll find respect or a friendship for someone through that. There, like, like just. Take away the box inside of it and, and talk to someone and say, I was just out in the street. I had 30 minutes solid fight with somebody and next thing we're best friends. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. But in boxing, that's what happens. Like, you yeah. go toe to toe and we, we all know, I think, what's on the line whenever we get into the ring as well, that. You know, whenever we come out, one loser draw. I think we have the respect for for opponents, and uh, I think that's why people love the sport so much as well. Like from very well-to-do people to working-class people to even people lower, like everyone loves boxing. There's no like genre for boxing. There's no yeah. type of person that just everybody loves boxing. Like. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, that was great. No, I really, yeah, really, that was the fight really that made you love boxing. And, yeah, or at least the cemented your love of boxing, I suppose. It was the fight you mentioned to us last year. I've been dying to watch it actually, and I'm really, really glad I did. And I hope you enjoyed uh, rewatching it. And if you've been watching along with us, I hope you enjoyed some brilliant insights from Jay as well. We're gonna do, we're gonna do this a couple of more times. We've got a great fight lined up next week. I, I still 
will never forget the emotion of the ups and downs of the fight we're going to talk about next week, which is Bernard Dunn and uh, Cordoba for the world title in uh, 2009. That must have been one of the most topsy-turvy fights that ever, ever happened. <laughs> and it was for a world title as the biggest night of Bernard Dunn's career. Yeah, so unbelievable. Can't wait to watch that again. Like, it's uh, like we need that type of boxing back in Ireland again. That's what we need back in Ireland, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's going to be great. To watch and look, if it's, if it's you and you're winning the world title and it's back in Ireland, I just hope you don't get as much punishment as Bernard did that night, <laughs> even <laughs> if the me, result is the same. <laughs> me as well, me as well, yeah. but... I'm willing to take twice as much to get a world title. So I, uh, I, I know you are. It's going to be interesting. I know well you are. I know well you are. Well, listen, I hope you enjoyed our first um, big fight watch along, our classic fight watch along. <laughs> We're going to uh, Marco Antonio Barrera beating Prince Nassim Hamad back in 2001, 20 years ago in two weeks, that fight was. So um, a nice little anniversary uh, watch back there. Again, next week we'll be back with uh, Bernard Dunn and Cordoba, which I can't wait for. And we'll have a few more with Jay as well. He's going to be with us. We'll talk more about what's happening with Jay. And don't forget as well, you can watch um, uh, the big fight, Dillian White and Alexander Vecken um, this weekend. If you're having a bet on Ladbrokes, please do gamble responsibly. Visit dunlouis.net for more information. We'll be back with you next week. Take it easy.